Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he's my dad. And we're about to jump in with the question of the day. So Padre. Yes. What is a strange sleep habit that you have? For me, um, well, I am a side sleeper. So, and it's weird, like every night I start on one side and through the night I just reverse one side (laughs) to the other. Yeah. I mean, it's just if I wake up, oh, I'm going to switch sides. So I'm either right side or left side. I'll I'll get tired on my back. Mm. But anyway, that's a lot of detail. I have to have a pillow between my legs. Hmm. And I guess because I'm a side sleeper, my legs used to get really hot. Mm-hmm. And so keeping a pillow between my legs kind of helps you with that. Yeah. So if I travel, mm-hmm. like if I'm staying at a hotel or something, I got to have a pillow between gotta my legs. Got to have that extra pillow. I, it's just, it's how I, I don't, I don't bring my pillow with me when I travel. Not quite to that level yet. I'm not yet. quite to that level yet. And I'm trying to not get there. But, uh, but I will, I mean, I've grabbed, I, when I've stayed at friends' houses that they don't have decorative pillows, right. anything, I got to have something. Yep. That's understandable. That is. For me, I have a weird sleep habit when it comes to usually right when I'm about to go to sleep. I look at the time and I mentally calculate how many hours of sleep I'm going to get. And that either makes me very happy or very sad. Yeah. Now, is it a good habit? Not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is something I just do or like. I don't know, just mentally, I do that calculation every time before I'm about to go to bed. Oh, yeah. Um, The other thing, and this is a habit that I only know of because of Emily now. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys have told me about it before. I do mumble in my sleep. I talk in my sleep. Yeah. Like the... (laughs) Kind of talking in the sleep. And I recently, in the past couple months apparently, got this habit of taking all the covers so that's really yeah yeah i don't know because normally i'm i'm a pretty hot natured person yeah so i don't like having all the covers but maybe a sleep me just loves having all the covers maybe you need to get a weighted blanket hey it's i've actually thought about it if they weren't like two to three hundred dollars oh, no, they're crazy i don't i don't understand why they're so expensive yeah but i get the time thing because i have i wasn't able to do this with your mom because it freaked her out right but I've got a, a, a clock that projects the time onto the ceiling. Mm. So I don't actually have to lift my head to look at the time because so that's exhausting. so hard. It's exhausting to have to lift so, your head up. <laughs> I'm so lazy. But I love having that. Yeah. Because if you're just laying there, you just kind of throw your eyes up, see the time. And it doesn't bother me. Your mom used to stress over it. So she, she would not let me do it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That would bother me for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It would bother me hardcore. And yeah. that's that's the... The mom in me. Yep, it is. I was about to say, yep, you are your mom <laughs> that like is that. The Angie Maxwell. I would, whoo, I would hate that yeah, so see, much. I'd love it. Because I'd, I'd be thinking all night, like, how many, how many hours do I have? <laughs> how many hours do I got left? How much, hours? how much do I have? Yep. Okay, so we are actually going to be starting a new series now. Um, we're kind of going to be discussing how to navigate pain. And I think this is probably 
one of the most important series that we're probably going to do on this podcast. Yeah, because I think so. We do not handle pain well usually. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't handle pain well as individuals usually. It's yeah. human nature. Like nobody mm-hmm. likes being in pain. Um, and we're not talking necessarily about physical pain. We're talking about like emotional pain. Yeah. Um, a lot of us just don't deal with our stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run from it or whatever. And, and our society encourages that in, yeah, in many I think ways. So. Um, and we're going to dive into the details, obviously, but we're going to be discussing over the next few weeks how to navigate pain mm-hmm. well yeah. uh, and, and really what it is and what purpose it serves in our life. So hopefully you as the listener can walk into the future better equipped whenever seasons of pain come Yeah, because they will come. And uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk a little bit about the reality of pain. Now, you wrote that phrase, Dad, and I'm curious as to what you mean by that. What do you mean the reality of pain? Pain is something that every person experiences in their life. True. Um, at one level or another. And this is where we want to be careful that we, you know, well, if you haven't experienced pain like I have, you haven't experienced real pain. No, it's, it's pain is real for the person. Right. You know, like when a child loses one of their pets, It's a pet, and you could say it's only a pet. But to that child, Mm -hmm. that was a lot of pain. You know, if people have lost everything or or lost family members to death, Mm -hmm. that's pain. People who've gone through divorce, that's pain. Mm -hmm. You know, pain is something that every person has. And what we want to do is be careful we don't categorize pain or start kind of putting ourselves above others. Like a hierarchy of pain. Like my pain is bigger than your pain. Yeah, you got you got bullied as a kid, but I got bullied all the way through high school, so it yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, and we tend to do that. But the reality is every person at some point in their life will walk through times of pain. Yeah, and if it's only at one point in their life, they're, I've never met them yet. <laughs> yeah, it's and, and it's still, yeah, because you reach different stages and different things happen. Mm-hmm. And they may be more emotional than others. Right. Some may be that not even your fault. Mm-hmm. It may be things that people did to you that you didn't even ask for. So, but we have to understand that there's a reality that every person deals with pain. And I think knowing that helps you as you're walking through it. You don't feel quite so alone. Yeah. And there are some kinds of pain that are nobody's fault. Like I would say the pain of going through transition. Yeah. Like if you're going to a new school as a kid mm-hmm. or if you're going to college, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, there is going to be like almost growing pains, yeah, um, emotional growing pains mm-hmm. that you go through to where it's like, oh, I've got to completely rebuild a support system yeah, or, oh, I'm in a new location. I don't know anything. Time to start from, you know, square, yeah. the and I think one. we don't we often don't see that as a painful thing, but it is it's a transition it's hard. And I think a lot of people, there's this expectation that I'm going to live a pain-free life. Right. You know, or I can, and this is what a lot of parents do. I can make life where my children never experience pain. And that really sets your kids up for failure. You don't point them toward pain, but they need to realize it's just part of life. They got to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very true. It's impossible to walk through a life without pain. I think what we do is we not only have a false expectation 
in terms of we think life should be pain-free is we think that if we do life right, yeah, then life will be pain-free. Yeah. It's like we have this cause-effect mentality mm-hmm. that yeah. like, hey, man, if I make the right decisions, if I do the right stuff, if I live in the right place, for us as Christians, a lot of people think if I'm in God's will, that means that I won't live a painful life. Yeah. And ironically, it's kind of the opposite. A mm-hmm. lot of times God brings you through seasons that can be painful intentionally, not yeah. because he wants to hurt you, but he wants to develop you in some way, shape or form. And we'll probably yeah. discuss that in the future. Yeah. But pain is not a glitch in the system mm-hmm. when it comes to living here in a fallen world. It's part of it. Yeah. Well, it's just like right now, the Hurricane Ian is hitting Florida mm. and you know, nobody asked for that. Nobody did anything to cause it. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it a natural disaster. It's something that's natural. It happens. Hmm. That's a and good, it's a disaster. It's a good you know? example. Yeah. I mean, it's nobody can make a hurricane, even yeah. though people try to blame this, that or the other. They're just a reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually better at them than we used to be as far as handling them because we know they're coming. Mm-hmm. But it's still painful. Every person who goes through it. Yeah. And I think as a modern society... We think that if we have the right technology, yeah, if we have the right education, mm-hmm. if we have the right information, yeah, life can be pain-free. Yeah. But that's just not true. You still have to experience pain. It it's it's something that you can't figure your way out of or educate your way out of yeah. or use tech to get out of. We try to hide from it with all those things. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. And it can help. I'm not saying it can't no. help. Like yeah. some technology and resources can be so helpful. In fact, mm-hmm. really, your full time job is to be a resource for people yeah. who are trying to navigate their own life. You're coaching yeah. people. You're helping connect them with information that helps them. However, they still have to apply it. Yeah. They still yeah. have to walk the journey. They still have to experience the things. Yeah. You just help them a step ahead. And that's yeah. all technology can do. It can't get rid of it. No, no, but it can help you manage. And there's things out there you can do, mm-hmm. but you still have to deal with the reality that, you know, pain hurts. Right, right. Now, you said earlier, and I kind of want to know what you mean by this. You said we shouldn't look for pain. You said like pain isn't something to be sought out. What do you What do you mean by that? Yeah, a lot of people, they they look at pain and sometimes... They almost wear it as that, hey, look at me, my pain is is worse than yours, or give me sympathy because of my pain. Mm. Or they look at their life and all they do is look for the pain points. Right. And pain is something we shouldn't go looking for. We should deal with it if we're having it. Yeah. But there's really no use in trying to dredge up pain that you may or may not have had. You know, okay, let me find a reason to blame my mom and dad for what I'm doing right now. Mm. You could go back and probably find some stuff they did wrong. Everybody can because people aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to go looking for that as as something to blame to justify mm-hmm. what you're doing now. That's a good word, justify. Yeah. Validate. And I, and I think that's what a lot of people do with pain. They go looking for pain. And if you go looking for it, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. But it may not be authentic pain. It may just be an excuse. Right. I think that's true. And I think uh, pain becoming a personality trait mm-hmm. is a habit. You know, yeah. like I think we've all met that person. 
yeah. who's like yeah. the woe is me. Like mm-hmm. you can say, like you'll go outside and be like, man, it's a beautiful day. The sun's shining. And they, they can be like, well, I just hope nothing sets on fire today because, yeah. man, there's just not enough moisture in the grass. Or like if it's raining and you're like, man, it's I love the vibe when it's raining outside. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I just hope it doesn't turn into a flood. You know, like yeah. it, it's they have conditioned themselves yeah. to make pain, to make unideal circumstances, just not just what they're walking through, but what they're thinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're cautioning people to avoid is like, hey, don't go searching for and trying to find pain under every every part of your life. Yeah. Well, pain will naturally be there. It's a part of life. And and we need to see it that way and not just try to find it or seek it out. Yeah, because you don't want it to define you, but you also shouldn't run from it. Yeah. What do you think are some ways that people try to run from their pain? I think what people do is, first of all, a lot of people just deny that they're in pain. They kind of go that route of, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not really bothering me. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, and I also think today it's very easy to mask our pain in our virtual world of entertainment. Yeah. To where I don't want to feel my pain, so I'm going to binge watch. Yeah. I'm going to get... Uh, you know, all caught up in other people's lives on social media. Mm. So I don't have to think about my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm going to get really, really into politics and kind of lose myself in that and not become my own person. And I think what people do is they try to kind of put their pain off either through just ignoring it or getting into causes that kind of give them a sense of justification. You know, I have pain in my life, so I need someone to blame. So let me blame someone else for my pain. And we may not do it like, okay, you're, it's your fault that I'm hurting, but I'm going to hate you because I have pain. You know, And when you have pain, you kind of hate on everybody in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. So there's like denial. Mm-hmm. There's that justification, like you talked about, trying to find whose fault it is. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point because... Sometimes there's stuff that's not people's fault. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, distraction. Mm -hmm. People distract themselves through binge watching or whatever. Yeah. I think in the distraction vein, one thing I would say that I've seen a lot in people is people will try to run or hide from their pain by staying busy. Yeah. There's a good number of people that I've known. and, And I've even had times where I've wanted to. You know, if you're busy... You can't really sit there and have to face what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be busy doing great things. Yeah. You know, maybe that's helping other people or really getting involved in the church or yeah. even something along the lines of like a good hobby. Like that's not bad. None of those things are bad. Mm-hmm. But if they become your source of peace, if yeah. they become what you're using in order to try and make it, mm-hmm. that's exhausting. It, it, yeah. It's like if you have, you know, a cut on your leg and you're like, well, I'm just going to run and I'm going to run so hard that I'm going to just focus on the fact that I have to keep breathing so I yeah. don't have to think about this cut that's on my leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, you won't think about the cut on your leg, but you're going to get tired eventually. Yeah. And I think people live that way. They're trying to out busy or out distract their pain. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people get really good at finding those distractions, justifying them, justifying what they're doing. And I know for men, since I coach men, a lot of men will approach it from a, that was no big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have had some serious trauma when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And they want to take that approach of, well, it didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it, it did. I'm not saying it's responsible for a lot of things in your life. But if you don't deal with it, then you're going to stay stunted emotionally, mm -hmm. which will hurt your relationship with your wife, your children. All of those relationships will be hurt because you never dealt with the pain that you may have had as a child. And yeah. again, I'm not saying we blame it, but we need to deal with it. It's a reality. No, because it is a balance. Yeah. A lot of times people either fall into the pain is not real mm -hmm. <laughs> or they fall into the pain is the reason for every single one every, of my yeah. flaws in my life. Yeah. And what I think you're trying to express is that neither of those is correct. Mm -hmm. um, there's kind of a middle ground to where like, you have to face, like, let's say, the abuse of a father in the past. Yeah. And that will help you get past your own anger problems. Yeah. Because some of your anger problems are probably due to that. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have any responsibility. But in mm -hmm. fact, what you're doing by facing your pain is taking responsibility. Yeah. And a lot of times I've seen parents, what they actually do is they end up going to the opposite extreme. So like if you had overly strict parents, you might become a parent who's never strict. Right. Well, neither one is good. Mm -hmm. you're, you're really going to have the same outcome mm -hmm. in kids. So but if you deal with that, maybe your parents were over strict. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were almost abusive. Mm -hmm. Well, if you deal with it, then you can balance out mm -hmm. to where you won't be that to your children, but you also won't be to the other extreme. Right. And acknowledging that pain is a part of life takes courage. Yeah. And it opens you up to the fact, the the blessings of pain, which mm -hmm. one thing is pain can help you learn life lessons that you can't learn otherwise. Yeah, pain's a very good teacher. We always think of pain as bad, but it's not. Like when you lift weights, if, if you know, like the other day I did a different lift and the next day I could feel my upper back yeah. was sore, but I was kind of happy. So it's like, okay, I targeted that area. I yeah. got it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't missing it. And it's one of those that, okay, that felt good. Yep. And so I think pain sometimes shows us, okay, you're, you're working the right area. It hurts a little bit, but you're kind of doing the thing. You know, you're learning the lessons. You know, as a kid, you learn from things that oftentimes hurt. You touch something hot. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, you know you're going to play around with a wasp nest. You know, you learn, I, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that again in life. And sometimes pain teaches us things that we may not learn otherwise. Yeah. And there are some things that you can only learn with risk and risk will ultimately lead to some kind of pain at some point. And that's okay. Yeah. Like a kid learning how to walk. Yeah. If you're going to learn how to walk, you're going to fall. Yep. You might fall on the concrete at some point and yeah. scrape your knee. You might fall on the grass and bump your head on a rock or something but you're going to be okay. And that, that pain is a stepping stone that helps you forward to accomplishing a goal, reaching an objective. And I think sometimes people don't want to do anything in their life because they're afraid that they might get hurt. Yeah. People don't want to have healthy relationships. They don't want to trust others. They don't want to go for something that they're not sure that they're good at mm -hmm. or learn. 
Yeah. Because they're afraid of the pain that might come from that. Yeah. And some people, when they've gone through very painful situations, especially relationships, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it may have been hurt. And the other person may be 90% wrong in what they did. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's some things you could learn from that. Maybe you have to do better in picking someone to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's things in your life that attract people who are negative people. Yeah. You know, who attract the bad apples, quote unquote. So I think there's things we can learn, mm-hmm. even if it's not, quote unquote, our fault. Yeah. We still need to look at the pain, deal with it so we can move past it. Yes. Uh, no, I agree with that. And I think that all stems from the place of acknowledging, one, that pain is a reality. Yeah. We shouldn't run from it. We yeah. shouldn't worship it. But it's there. And that's the first step to taking responsibility. It really and being is. able to allow it to ultimately lead to good things. Yeah. And I think that's worth it. And we're going to talk a little bit next week about how to deal with the pain in our lives, how to navigate that. Because mm-hmm. it's not fun. No. But I think these are lessons that are very much worth learning. I think so too. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the question section of the day. Uh, this one has to do with our series the last time on social anxiety and everything with that. And it says, someone said, I am an introvert. What can I do to become more social? Yeah, it's it's tough. If, you, if you're a natural introvert, you're probably going to have to put some more effort into it. Mm-hmm. I think understanding that helps you. But also find the things that aren't so hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you're an introvert, but you enjoy collecting something, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, uh, okay, let's, let's say you're an introvert and you're into anime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, find those places you could go that maybe there's an anime group that meets. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's you know a group that watches it together or a group that does collections or things yep. like that. Or if you're a Star Wars person, you find a Star Wars right. group. Find something you enjoy naturally, mm-hmm. and it's easier to take that first step to go be social. Right. Where if you're doing, like, let's say you're into music um, and you think, I wanna go to a concert. Well, if it's, if it's a group that you really love, yeah, it's easier to talk to people about going than if it's like, let's say you're into whatever music, but then there's an opera in town and you hate right. opera. Well, you're right. not going to want to go and yeah. you shouldn't go because mm-hmm. you're not going to be comfortable. Find those things that you enjoy and it's easier to step out and put appointments. Mm. I mean, a lot of times people, I'm going to do something this weekend, but they don't plan anything. And if you're an introvert, and you don't have the energy, you're going to stay home. You're going to find an excuse and it's easy to do. Mm -hmm. And you can turn on every show in the world that you love. You've got to put things on the calendar and kind of push yourself out there. But it's easier to push yourself if you enjoy doing it. Yeah. No joke. I was the literally the first thing that came to mind with the question was finding things you're interested in where you can talk to people. And I guess what that points to is an overall principle of Get curious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think trying to grow your social life by learning tactics of being more social yeah. is not exactly the way to go if you're an introvert. You yeah. know, it's not a conversation with somebody else is not a formula. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, first I got to ask a question, then yeah. I got to hear the response, then I have to think of something clever and funny to say, say yeah. it back to them so that they can laugh. Once mm-hmm. they laugh, I can then validate that this conversation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sometimes we think like that, like, that's yeah. why you're stressing out about it, bro. That's yeah. that's yeah. why you're worried about it, girl. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're very much overthinking it. Way overthinking it. Yeah. And so if you can take maybe an indirect method mm-hmm. to where it's like, let's say it's anime or, you know, for me, I, I love Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. You know? Rings of Power, I can talk to somebody about the nerdiest stuff about that yeah. and just be jazzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you can argue with the person, but because you're talking about something you love, yeah, it's something where you can have social interaction that ends up being fun. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, get curious. Say, hey, who likes what I like? Mm-hmm. You know, or even if it's somebody you don't have a ton in common with, approach them with curiosity. As to what they like. Yeah, find like, out. Like, hey, what are you into? Mm-hmm. What do you like about this? How long have you been doing that? Yeah. Like, oh, you're really into fishing? Like, I don't know anything about fishing, really. Yeah. But, oh, you're really into fishing? That's cool. What's the coolest fishing trip you've been on? Exactly. And just be curious. Yeah. Be genuinely interested in their life. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to build your own skills. You're just connecting. Yeah. And I think that's really the core of what social interaction is, is connecting with It others. is. That's a good way. Okay, next question. Somebody said, my parents were always comparing me to my sisters growing up, and I find I'm always comparing myself to others, feeling bad about myself. What can I do to stop that? Mm. Well, I think, one, listen to the last episode, we talked about that. But um, yeah, I think as you seek to learn a little bit more about yourself, that can help you. Because what you want to do is understand that you're unique. Yeah, you're probably not the best at whatever you do, but you're probably good mm. and you're probably better than others. Mm-hmm. So you want to you want to kind of hold on to that. You don't want to use it as a badge to say, I got to put everybody else down and make myself better. Mm. No, you just OK, I can do this pretty well. Yeah, I can do that pretty well. These are things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a good thing to like we talked about in the last show, kind of learn, figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Like do some of those personality tests, do some things to where you might see, hey, I'm I'm really good at this. I never thought of myself as being that way. Right. You don't have to be someone else. Yeah. And that's where just because other people compared you to someone doesn't mean that you are them. Yeah. And you want to be careful that you don't get into that mindset where you only think you're successful if you meet a certain criteria. Right. You've got to hold on to what are your gifts what are your abilities and what are you doing with that? Yeah, I agree. I think those are good steps to take. And uh, the only thing I would add to it probably would be making sure that you invest in having some really healthy relationships. Because mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you c- it can only click for you that you don't have to be better at somebody else than something. And you can be loved just for who you are by having those kind of relationships. Yeah, The number one's God. Mm-hmm. I mean, go look at his word, what he says about you, how he is. That's great. You know, it, when you begin to accept his love, mm-hmm. then that comparison begins to fall apart because yeah. you begin to have his heart. Yeah. And that's so good. Um, and then with other healthy people, I mean, if your family compared you a lot, maybe they're not those people. Yeah. Find those people. Yeah. Find the healthy ones. Final question. There's a girl at work and I want to ask her out and I have no idea if she wants to or is interested me in me or not. Do you have any tips on how to approach it? So the initial asking out of a girl. 
Yeah, the initial asking out of a girl, I say, take all the pressure out of it. Mm. And one of the best ways to do that is to don't, don't necessarily ask her on a one on one solo date by yourself. Mm. Maybe there's an event that a bunch of people are going to say, hey, there's a group of us going here. Would you want to come? Because what that does is, one, it, it helps you kind of have a bunch of people around. And it helps her not feel so much pressure. Mm. And it puts it in a situation where you can get to know her in a group setting, she can get to know you. Because um, a lot of girls today, I mean, it's it's almost fearful to go out with a guy by himself if they don't know him. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is say, Okay, here's a chance to get to know me. Or you could be a little bit of the uh, organizer plan an event. Mm. That's, you know, four people in the office, hey, there's a bunch of us doing this Friday night. And you may have put the whole thing together, just to invite her. Right? That's fine. Invite other people. Yeah. Now don't do it where you quote unquote, invite other people, and you don't really and you're only doing it for her. That's deception. That's wrong. Yeah, not a good yeah, start. Not a good start. But if you do everybody, and then you also invite her, it's a great way for y'all to get to know each other. And then see if you click, and then you can say, Hey, you want to go eat sometime together or go do this sometime together. That's a much better way than walking up out of the blue. Hey, you know, I've seen you around the office, you want to go eat, you want to go get a movie with me or whatever. I mean, that may work. But it's a much easier chance to really get to know them in a group setting. Right. And I think what you're doing is you're treating a relationship like a relationship. That's every, right. Every relationship takes time to develop. You don't mm-hmm. become best friends with somebody by saying, hey, you want to be my best friend right now? Yeah. You just hang out and do fun stuff. And as as that goes along, it begins to develop. Yeah. So what you can do is give them space to do that. They can ask you uh, and talk with you as you go uh, on, on these kind of outings. You can build the relationship naturally and then ask yourself, is this girl avoiding me in this group? Is she literally trying to hang out with everybody except me? Yeah. If the answer is yes, you got your answer, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Drop don't, it. Don't Move go. On. Don't go to the next level. Yeah, but if she's hanging out with you a lot, if she's mm-hmm. laughing a lot, if she's putting out basically the vibe of like, man, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy being with you in this group. Yeah. Then you can say, hey, you want to go grab coffee, and it becomes just the next phase in a natural relationship. Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. Just treat it like a regular relationship. Don't make it so serious up front. Yeah. And then just see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to us. And we hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.